You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Okay, so this episode is all about being 29. I've just turned 29, and it's kind of a weird age because you're not yet 30, but your 20s are all in your rearview mirror. I did some searching for this episode, some research to see what was out there around being 29, if there were any good studies or any good articles about what this age means, and so I could just put it into context. And in searching, I came across this really interesting article. It was published by The Guardian. The headline was, Is 29 the Perfect Age? And it referenced a study around how many friends and connections people had at different phases of their life. And the study revealed that 29-year-olds are actually at their peak of popularity. When you're 29, you're still young enough that you have connections and ties with your school friends, but you're old enough that you now have work relationships and professional relationships. They said that on average, 29-year-olds have 80 friends versus 63 friends for every other age. And I, I can kind of see that. I can see in a lot of ways how I'm surrounded by a lot of people, both from school and from you know just working um, for these past eight years. So yeah, I thought that insight around how many friends you have at 29 was interesting. I think for me personally, a lot of things are clicking in a professional sense, in just overall the quality of my life feels like it's in a really good place. I have passions outside of work, this podcast being one of them. My family is happy, they're healthy. I'm in a great loving marriage with a partner that I love very much. So net net, Everything feels really good. That being said, <laughs> and this is where I get into, this is where we get into the bulk of this episode. I feel like I'm always a little stressed about this constant to-do list in the back of my mind. It feels like I'm constantly worrying about not having everything totally together. And maybe I'm going to come to a realization, maybe this is, this is the awakening I'll have in my 30s, that maybe there's never a time where everything is perfectly together. But I have these, these lists of things that I need to do and errands will dangle for months and months. For instance, last week I took all of my shoes to the cobbler, to the shoe repair to get, you know, taps put on the heels to protect them. I just went to the um, jewelry repair shop to get a clasp replaced on a bracelet. I've been meaning to do this, I promise, since January. And I finally did it this month. I mean... These are things that I'm trying to get better at. And I've realized that because I've now made this decision to invest in high quality clothing, right? I don't buy any fast fashion anymore. And that's a decision that I made around 23, 24. I've talked about it before. But one of the things that I learned throughout the course of my 20s was that it wasn't worth it to just have new stuff all the time if you were always going to be getting rid of it or it was going to basically break down or not even be washable. I was that girl that popped into Zara for a cute spring dress on her way home from work. I was the girl that went to Topshop to get new shoes for a music festival. I'd go to H&M, I'd get a cute pair of shorts. Like I, I would see something cute and I would try it on and I would like it and I would buy it. And then, you know, within a year... Probably it was either unwearable or I was giving it away or trying to sell it. It took up so much space in my closet. It just, I'm happy that I came to the realization that 
I was just going to from now on invest in high-end clothing. And thanks to, shout out to The Real Real, where I could sign a bunch of stuff and buy a bunch of great designer stuff. A lot of the consignment shops on the Upper East Side, if you live in a city, and if you think about where the kind of older people <laughs> live, usually there are really good consignment shops around um, those areas. Like Boca Raton has really good consignment shops. Again, an older demographic, a woman who appreciates a Chanel, an Issey Miyake. I live for those designers, so I kind of like searched them out and I figured out cost-effective ways to bring those items into my wardrobe. That being said, I feel like this next phase for me is learning how to really, really take care of my my items. So yes, I learned how to have nice things, but I need to take care of them better. When I think about skincare in my 20s, I've come a long way. There was a lot of St. Ives apricot scrub. There was a lot of clean and clear in my early 20s. And I think, you know, it's like, until you know, you just don't know and you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't realize that salicylic acid would be drying out my skin. I still went to bed with my makeup on at various points throughout my 20s. And I'm happy that I've now kind of refined that. I've got a really good approach to skincare. Um, I think I'm actually farther than I thought I would ever be in terms of my um, appreciation for natural beauty and really, really, really veering away from more of those store-bought items. When I think about my hair, I mean, I went I went natural for the first time. I think when I turned 20, that's when I did the big chop. And I've come so far just in terms of learning how to do my own hair and learning what my hair likes and what my hair doesn't like and learning to avoid heat because I got really bad heat damage. And now I'm on this journey where I'm doing protective styling and I've just done highlights for the first time. And it's it's fun. I'm having fun with my hair, but I've learned so, so much. So yeah, I've learned a lot in the past nine years. 29, it feels like a good age. Again, it feels like things are clicking personally, professionally. So I had my friend Rachel on. She's also 29. And we just talked about what it's like being this age and where we thought we'd be versus where we are and what we feel like we should know as 29-year-olds versus what we feel like we've really finally mastered and gotten a hang of. It was a really fun conversation. I always, always love talking to Rachel. I think you guys are really going to like it. I'm also curious to hear from you guys, the listeners, if you are 29, if you can relate to where we feel like we are, if you are past 29. I'd love insight around how you see that age now being older. And then a lot of my younger listeners, I'm curious to hear from you guys, like, what do you have ideas or goals about what you want to want, what you want to accomplish in your 20s? You guys can always reach me at Brooke DeVard on all platforms, but really Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. That's the one. That's where we're talking, where we're I'm talking to you guys every day on Instagram at Naked Beauty Planet. I'm really enjoying it. Please, please join if you haven't joined. Thank you for all of your support for the podcast. If you like the show, rate, subscribe, tell your friends about it. And without further ado, let's get into this episode with Rachel. Oh, I ask all of my guests to give me their 90s jam to put into the intro. Rachel picked Torn, of course. It's such a Rachel song. That's what you're going to hear in the intro. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy. I thought I saw a man born to I am joined by Rachel Goldman, longtime friend. A lifetime. A lifetime. Here's the thing. I just turned 29, as you know. You were at my birthday celebration, and I feel like there's no better person to talk to about this process of aging. And I feel like 29 is a very weird year. So you've been 29. I also feel like I'm older than you, even though we were in the same year. I know. Because your birthday's in February. February so I'm going to be you. 30 first. <laughs> 30 feels exciting, though. It feels like something. 29 is like, eh. 29, you're on the precipice of fear. How does it feel? I mean... It's just no man's like, land. Yeah, it feels like a really awkward in-between age. But I want to talk to you about aging and where we thought we were going to be <laughs> at 29. Since we've known each other since we were like 15 years old, and we probably had perceptions of what mm -hmm. we'd be like as adults, and we're basically the same as we were at 15. <laughs> Rachel, let's, let's talk a little bit about your background before we really get into like the nitty gritty. You are a professional, a, a, a media executive, shall we say. Tell us a little bit about what you do. You're well, giving I'm, me this I'm look. A, I'm a longtime friend of Brooks. Yes. Uh, I do marketing for a tech startup in New York City that revolves around film. My background is in film. And yes. I am a retired soul cycle instructor 
However, I was never an athlete. <laughs> okay. And we're going to get into that later because that background is super interesting. Okay. So I asked you to make a list and I have my list ready of <laughs> things that we thought at 29, we would have figured out, but I actually also want to focus on things that we feel like at this peak age of 29, we've actually like mastered and figured out. I'm covering my face. I know you're because I'm thinking out. about the things that I thought I should know that I've been thinking about for years that I still don't know. I know, I know. And some of it is just like as simple as like a Google search, but I just don't do it. Okay, but well, let's start with the things that we're, that we're confident on. Do you want to start first or do you want me to go first? Oh, you go. Okay, so this is my number one. I only did five things for each category, but I feel like I am finally extremely confident on like my grocery buying game. Like I know to get local grass-fed meat. I know how to get the right produce. I know when to get groceries. Like, and it takes some time to kind of figure out, but I feel like I have figured out how to feed myself and cook at home. It's amazing how many people in their late 20s and their 30s just order they seamless. They just do seamless or they go to the Whole Foods like yeah, like hot bar. bar. No. Like they just don't know how to like feed themselves and like I feel like that might be the product of having a, a man in your life. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because when I was single, I still would just, you know, drop in, pick something up and not give it thought. Mm. When your main activity is to go home and be with someone, yeah. you know, you're like, What is our activity? It's making dinner and yeah. you plan for that. So wait, you and Pat cook together? Oh, we 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 cook five out of seven nights a week. That's really cute. I see. I hate cooking. With I'm the sous chef. Okay. I have not advanced yet. That's amazing. Well, you're, it's also rare to be with a guy that knows how to cook because most guys don't know how to cook. It's just a fact. Umut, I cannot have him in the kitchen. I'm just like, just please just be away because I just like need to get in my zone and I can't have like extra people. Pat is very much like that okay. and I'm in his space. <laughs> okay. Okay. But that's cute. You guys cook together. Okay. What is your, the number one thing that you feel like you're confident and you've mastered? at 29. I know how to go to sleep to wake up in the morning to do what I have to do. Okay, explain more. I think before 29, I'd push boundaries mm -hmm. constantly. Like going think, to bed at like 2 a.m.? Yeah, for whatever reason, either partying till 2 a.m. or binge watching a show till 2 a.m. Now I know how to say, good night, the morning is more important, <laughs> like get your We're sleep, so old. like that is the priority. How many hours do you get a night? Seven, okay. but during soul cycle time, I could sleep four and a half and then teach three hours. But being able to anticipate that, yeah. that realistic expectation, I mm. think that's my biggest benchmark of, yeah. oh shit, I'm fucking old. Yeah, yeah, that's a major one. Okay, the number two thing that I'm confident on, I feel like I've really, really got it, is fragrance. Like I know- I do not have that one. Ugh. Honestly, I really have to like credit Costas. He worked at Fortnum and Mason in London. And I feel like when I met him on this like fateful day shopping, he just, he taught me about all the different noses and base notes. And I just, there's so much crap out there when it comes to fragrance. And it's such a confusing, cluttered landscape. And a lot of the like designer fragrances are just alcohol and they're not even quality fragrances. And I feel like I finally understand like this fragrance for this occasion, this is a daytime, this is a nighttime, this is spring, this is summer to look for silliage. I also have to credit base notes and lucky scent. Those forums are like so good for really understanding fragrances, but I feel like I finally have that down. Have not mastered that. Okay. I will turn to you for tips yes. on that one. Yes. Yeah. Cause you have, you have, you have to figure out your wedding day fragrance. That's like a big thing. That's a thing. It's a whole thing. I'm very sensitive to scent. Yeah. That's like my most heightened. Mm -hmm. And like the wrong one can totally throw you the off, wrong one, give you like, a headache. I'm a cat. Like if it's a scent <laughs> that is not familiar to me, yeah. I don't know who I am. Yeah. Like, I'm like, who's on, what is it? What yeah. cat? cats like just trying yeah. to get it off of themselves. Yeah. I, I get it. It's a very personal thing falls in your court. Okay. I didn't plan this out. I, I planned out very well what I don't know how to <laughs> know. do. So I'm what really on the cusp on, right harder, now. What I'm confident on is I know how to lift myself out of a funk quickly. Ooh, and okay. I think that t came with like time. Yes. And getting older. So like it could be as simple as, a, you know, a, a quick funk of like I had a bad day at work or yeah. things didn't go this way and I want to, you know, whatever it is. There are lots of articles about it. Just a quick manicure. When I'm in a bad mood, I'll go for like a pink sparkly nail Aww. and it makes me happy. Yeah. A little self-care moment. Yes. Do you ever do positive? The, my last guest talked about positive affirmations and like telling yourself like I'm worthy, I'm loved. Do you ever do that? No. Yeah, neither do I. But I, I have learned to like breathe while laying down. But you have yeah. to take it very seriously. Of course. Yeah. 
yeah, my acupuncturist was the one who was like, you don't know how to breathe. And I was like, what? Breathing is very difficult, but we do it. It's hard to do. All the time. Okay. Another thing I feel like I've mastered is, and this is a huge one that you really, really don't know. I'm going to tell you this one and you're going to just think back to lots of bad decisions in our youth. I feel like I have finally figured out truly what to wear for every occasion. I know what to wear for an interview. I know what to wear for a presentation. I know what to wear for dinner. I know what to wear for a beach party. I know what to wear, whatever the occasion is, I understand like, okay, bring a wrap because it's going to get cold at night and you should wear heels this height. That's back to the responsibility thing. I was going to the movie theater and it was 95 degrees out. And And I was like, I should bring a sweater. No, of course I brought a sweater and carried it around like a grandma. That's back to the getting enough sleep. These are practical things that take a long time to master. I know. And you have like your bag with your water in it for the movies. Because you don't care about your heels anymore. You're like, I need my long pants because I'm going to sit on a movie theater chair. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, it's exciting. In my early 20s, how many movies did I go to in like a skirt? Like you were like, freezing and the movie freezing. was ruined and you sat on the chair and then you had bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. I mastered this one fairly recently. Okay. I have very sensitive skin. Mm. I had avoided shaving my legs for quite some time. Okay. Because either I would cut myself mm-hmm. or I would get bumps and then I couldn't wear shorts or a skirt. Right. So I just mastered shaving my legs what was the key use so much shaving cream really men's shaving cream really is it better it's so much it's so much thicker it's for their face also well pat doesn't know this but i take his (laughs) and everything's okay now and moisturizing immediately after after with the most simple product which has been lubiderm like sensitive skin does it immediately like it stopped getting bumps like i look like i can go outside nice a lot of people shave with coconut oil i need something thicker yeah yeah that's a that's a big big one one. that's a big one that i've struggled i avoided it for years so let me ask you a question because i you know i'm like hairless i like i think i shave my legs like once a month when i remember bless you do you have a schedule like do you know okay it's like every Friday I shave my I'm legs. always shocked by it. No. Okay. I went to try on wedding dresses yesterday and yeah. I'm naked in the room with the woman. And you're like, oh, and my she, legs are hairy. No, no, no. And she picked up my arms to get a dress on. And I was like, oh, dear God, <laughs> girl, you should have shaved your armpits. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Okay. I feel like the next step for me will be, and I already have a beauty calendar, which is like, okay, do facials every day. Okay. Don't roll your eyes at me. I have a beauty calendar, but I feel like I just shave when I remember like, oh, I'm wearing a skirt and it's been a long time. So I'll just like. Yes. It should be a more regular thing so that you can wear a skirt whenever you want and you don't feel like, oh, shit, I haven't. But also... I don't want to sit inside at work wearing a skirt. Yeah, same. Ever. Ever. Same. But I also, even if my legs aren't shaved and I want to wear something that shows my legs, I just wear it. I'll do it. Yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares? (laughs) Okay. My fourth one, I feel like I finally figured out which beauty treatments are worth actually splurging on and spending money on versus what is not worth spending money on. And I think actually, before you did the job that you did now, you were working with um, like trafficking, human trafficking awareness. And you taught me actually a lot about manicures, right? And like not going to places where the manicure is $9 because- They're not getting paid. Right, so there's there's always a cost. Yes. Even if if you're not getting the cost, someone else is getting that cost. There's a great manicure place that I go to in the West Village. It's not super expensive, but it's just like a little bit more than like the super cheap on the street. You can't place. go to the sh- super cheap places anymore. Well, one, the manicures don't last. So that's just a quality thing. And then two, like you've just In good kind of- conscious, you cannot. Yeah. So, okay. Because I feel like people don't know this. Can you just talk a there little bit about it? There was a big expose about it. Must the have people, been in ignore, some paper. people ignore things that don't jive with like what they do. If you're paying $9 for a manicure, the women are being shuttle bussed there from group homes. You give them a cash tip. They pool that and they're not being paid hourly. If you are so paying- So they only get the tip. Correct. If they get that. Wow. If they get that. Wow. And a lot of like their passports are being held hostage, right? Like a lot of them like have to like work off- Absolutely. Like a indentured servitude and it's, it's, thing. It's not just a one-off nail salon that's on a corner near you. There were chains that were in the past two years- Really? Yeah. Busted for it. It's scary. So that's, I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm not like, oh, this is the cheapest price no, ever. I'm right. just going to go and do it. Cause like, no. So that's a big one. Do you have another? I know how to do my makeup to go to work. Mm, okay. So what, what's your, what's your day work right. look? Like so a subtle... I have very dark circles under my eyes. Same, same, I same. I came onto this planet with them. Same, my same, mother same. thought I would be the best young Cosette in Les Mis because I had such dark <laughs> circles. They wouldn't have to, you know, 
cover it up with any makeup. So now I know the difference between making myself look alive versus looking like I'm putting on heavy makeup to go to work. Right. I think a lot of brands, uh, Glossier changed it for me. Not that I use their <laughs> I'm a, product. I'm a Glossier hater. But I don't. Own, I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. I kind of I am. I don't own anything okay, from them at all. Yeah, I've tried. I just I'm not impressed. But that style of just looking natural. fresh. Yeah. So I've learned, I used to only put on makeup to get dressed up. So it was all mm. or nothing. Now mm. I know all for work, so I'm going to put on some foundation. I'm going to very pale, you know, a little bit yeah, of bronzer. Have, I'm, I'm going to give the viewers like a description. I feel like you have a very Zoe Deschanel aesthetic. Not as quirky. Yeah. yeah I mean, your, your personality is not like annoying. That. I don't dress like that. Yeah. <laughs> but very terms- pale and I'm brunette. Yes. And you have light eyes. Or, and Wednesday Adams. They both work. <laughs> yes. So yes. just a little bit of bronzer. No eyeliner anymore, just mascara. And filling in my eyebrows, I look like I'm yeah. presentable. Do you do like a lip gloss, a lipstick? I, not really. Because it no. wears off. Everything also dries out and it hurts my lips. Yeah. I'm not trying yeah. for that at yeah. work. So, but do you, do you have a hand cream and a lip balm at your desk? No. Okay. That, that's, that's at 30. That's next. <laughs> okay. My last one, and this one is like huge and I really can't minimize it enough. I have finally, finally figured out what my skin needs and when. So if I have a breakout, I know exactly, okay, I'm going to get some tea tree oil, dilute it, put it on the spot. If I'm, if I'm seeing that I have like dry patches, I know exactly the right combination of oils. If I'm feeling like my pores are clogged, I know, okay, I need to start doing double cleansing this week. Like I finally figured out. What is double cleansing? So double, so for me, double cleansing is I do an oil cleanser first. So I'll basically like rub oil on my face. So I do a carrier oil and an astringent oil. So I'm using pumpkin seed oil and a castor oil mix right now. And so I'll like rub that into my skin, use a warm washcloth. And then that kind of just like sucks everything out of the pores. And then I follow that up with like a traditional cleanser. And when you feel that way, do you ever go to a spa for a treatment or you do everything at home? So I got a facial yesterday, but I I go to an Ayurvedic facialist. So they use all natural ingredients, all essential oils. I have done like extractions and stuff. Sometimes though, the extractions, I always feel like, your body is more intuitive than your brain is. And like sometimes when they're like squeezing stuff out of your pores, you're like, this hurts and my body probably doesn't like this. And I feel like what's naturally meant to come out of your pores or exfoliation shouldn't be, it shouldn't involve pain and heavy tools. So uh, I work across the street from a Sephora and I went there with my colleague and in the middle of the day, she bought too many products Mm. and was awarded a free mini facial. Oh, God. But she had so much makeup on. She's like, I can't do it. She had to schedule it then. And I had my bare minimum makeup on. Yeah. She was like, you take it, Rachel. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay, but am I going to be very blotchy and red going back oh, to work? I'm scared. So I sat down and I did it. How was and it? Just like a suction. I'll look up the name of it. It was, it did not hurt my skin. I felt refreshed. I happened to be hungover. It was very <laughs> hydrating. But the first step was the suction. And then they show you in the cup what came out of your skin. I spent the rest of the day Googling the ter- oh like God. whatever machine they use of like what came off of my face. I thought it was a dead skin. It's probably I dead didn't know skin, if it was yeah. my pores that were clogged. Yeah. But it didn't irritate my skin. Interesting. Okay. But I'm not someone who watches like the pimple popper, you know, oh, those things. Yeah. But I was still fascinated by this cup of crap. That came out of my face. Yeah, I mean, there is like this weird satisfaction from like doing like a peel off mask and like seeing, you know, like there's satisfaction with the like one you brought me from, from Korea. Korea, the nose strips. That was the, with the ones with the baby I on think the packaging. I did it wrong. <laughs> well, there's like a literal baby. Like it hurts so bad. Yeah, it hurts. Rock. But it takes stuff out. But it hurts. I didn't have the satisfaction of seeing it. Oh really? I don't know what what I did wrong. Okay. I probably did it wrong. Also, the instructions are all in Korean. <laughs> I. Looked it up. Okay. Also, sheet masks when you're stoned is just like very too, difficult. Too difficult. Too much so to handle. Difficult. <laughs> too much to handle. Like I'm stuck in this. How do I get it off? Yeah. Like terrifying. Um, okay. Those are all of the things that I feel like I'm confident about. It's a very short list for 29. Do you have any others? No. Should we get to the things that we feel like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, should, I, should I just rattle it off? <laughs> yeah. R- why don't you rattle off your list and I'll rattle off my list. I don't know how to iron a shirt. More than that, I do not own an ironing ironing board. I grew up with one. I am scared of ironing boards. They get very hot. And I've seen too many videos on like funniest things in America. You know, the Bob Saget show or whoever it was. Everyone picks up the ironing 
machine i don't even know the iron the iron they put it next to their face and then they have third degree burns okay so i don't know how to use the ironing board i do not know how to lay it out to iron a shirt okay a men's shirt thought i could do that no let alone a dress that's made out of silk i don't know if i can use that or not same line do not know how to sew a button onto a dress my mother has showed me so many times bought me this adorable very millennial packaged box that had the buttons the sewing needle and the instruction book didn't know how to do that also this one really kills me i cannot sew a hem brooke might not struggle from this i'm short cannot hem my own pants very easy oh my God. okay I'm that's choking. that's it on that topic i'm choking on my rosé oh wait wait it gets even worse <laughs> i have such a mental block on the hems the buttons and the ironing occasionally i can get my own clothing to a dry cleaners but do i pick it up do you pick up your dry cleaning i have it delivered <coughs> there's the solution what else you got i i have fully inhaled my rosé down the wrong tube laughing so hard do you know how to shine your own shoes obviously not rachel everything you said i also don't know okay how to i do. know I, I have shoe shine stuff and this brush I have thing shit too it's all don't in a box occasionally it's... i will take a piece of paper towel and like put windex on a shoe <laughs> and then ruin it Oh my God, I'm dying. So right maybe now. we've mastered, here's the bottom line. We have mas- mastered self care at 29, uh, me six months to 30. We have not mastered accessory and clothing care. Yeah, I mean, I can't even say I've mastered self care at this point. But you know how to take care of your skin, but you can't. I can't take care of my things as well as I can take care of my body. You travel more than I do for mm-hmm. work and for leisure. When you go to a hotel now, yeah. do they have an ironing board and an iron in the closet? Yes, but what I do is I <laughs> hang up my dress in the bathroom while I keep the shower running really hot. Great for the yeah, environment. Yeah, try to do that also. And then I like hang it up and I just let like, I, I'm a yes. steamer. Truly. I'll use a blow dryer. Yes ironing boards are not in my repertoire so i've been accused of wasting water when i try to make a steam room out of a bathroom (laughs) to steam out my own clothing (laughs) sometimes you have to do it i'm sorry do you know how to fold the same line of thought do you know how to pack efficiently so if you have a silk dress you know how to fold it yes i I roll i learned that from marie strong disagree I am a big believer in a gallon bag Ziploc bag. Oh, and you put it in that. Interesting, but like, is it chic to like unpack like a bunch of Ziploc bags? Do you make yourself feel bad? We should go back to what you haven't mastered. Okay, okay. So wait, is that your full list? No. Okay, keep going. This then. one's longer. No, keep now going. you go. Okay, next topic. <laughs> I love that you're like swiping through texts from your mom. These are from my seventy-six-year-old like, mother who was like, like text "Let Joan me give you the full be list because like, you don't know anything." I know. Okay, she also said, "You don't know how to knit or crochet, but you don't need to know that." <laughs> fair, fair. fair, fair. I. This is me personally. I don't know how to wrap a present. Like Same. the actual <laughs> folding of paper within the thirty seconds of like measuring it out to cut it, I don't have the patience, and I just like bubble it all on top of each other, and it looks like a four-year-old <laughs> did it. Same. I have things that I would like to be really good at that I don't know how to do that involve eating, which is very important to me. I don't know how to efficiently crack open a lobster. Same. So it's too much work. I don't want like the little silver thing and like all these materials like the and tools. Give me the lobster meat. Like I don't want to work for my for my dinner. You're up. I'm up. Okay. Things I'm less sure about. How to wash clothes. <laughs> I know that. The label where it's like the like X over the iron and like that weird tub with like the water lines. I'm like, does this mean hand wash? That's not fair. You know that stuff? No, absolutely not. Okay, if unless it says like dry clean only, like I need text. I don't know that like little symbol thing, and that's like one of it goes back to like easily Googleable, but like, do you know how to separate clothing to put them in the wash? Yes, of course. Do like, you know what you dry and you don't dry? Yes, like I know not to like put my jeans in the dryer. Like you put them inside unless out. Unless you want to think you're gonna lose weight and you put your jeans in the dryer. Yeah, I mean, like I can't even wear jeans because that's a whole other thing. I like, don't know about that. I just have like a weird waist to hip ratio. Like pants don't really fit me. That's not true. Me. Look at a photo of Brooke. No, no. I, pants just like don't fit me. That's a whole other whole other discussion. This is, a, this is one that I really am not confident on. And at 29, I should really know. I'm not sure about how much I'm frying my brain by using my cell phone. Like I don't know what the responsible limits are for cell phone use. You will be dead before they know what it's doing to you. Stop. I know. It's Same so scary. standard holding your laptop on your lap. You're frying your ovaries. Yeah. So I know that. I know not to put my laptop on my lap. And it's really bad for men. 
like men, it, it like messes with their They're like prostrate. testicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like their ability to like have children and stuff. But like- Your I'm, head is even worse. This has been going on for years. I know, but I just feel like, again, like it's something that I could easily like do research into, but I'm just not clear on like what the limits of my phone use should be. But you wouldn't limit it regardless. You use <laughs> headphones. I use headphones, but I, I feel like I could, I could do more research into like how to be a responsible mobile phone user. I think what's more easily... Te- <laughs> I can't even say it. Say it. Forget about the tumor that's going to grow out of the side of all millennials' heads. What's more alarming is that I hold my phone against my face. I don't use headphones. Oh, you can and the amount headphones. of bacteria and the acne get, that oh. I get on one side because oh I don't clean my cell phone. I put it down and then I'm holding it against my oh, face. No. I see a direct pattern of, of course, acne. Of course. I have a wireless headphone sponsor. Shout out to Sudia. They were my first sponsor. That's awesome. AirPods are great too. Like I'm not biased, but you should definitely get headphones. Or I could clean my phone. Yeah. To hold it against my face. But phones are like the dirtiest things It's even ever. more disgusting after I get off the phone and I see my makeup oh, caked yeah, that, onto I can't do that. it. I can't do that. How like, do you, why is it green? How do you operate without headphones? So every time I'm talking to you on the phone, it's like up to your face? Yes. Interesting. Makes me hot. <laughs> you are going to over-relate with this one. When to like clear your fucking closet and just get rid of everything. Because I feel like you and I both went through this at the same time. I've been more successful on Poshmark than you, not to rub it in. But Brooke I, knows how to move that merch. But as you said, like this is a James Purse tank top from literal middle school. This and is an emotional trigger. I know. This is like a very triggering discussion, but I think I'm getting better and I get rid of stuff very regularly. I sell to the real real, but I still have things that are swear to God, from 10 years ago. And some of them I wear and I like, but some of them I just need to get rid of them. Okay, I don't understand like what my undertones are oh. or like my color wheel stuff. Like I don't know, okay, you have reddish undertones. And so here's the thing. I have actually tried to educate myself on this. And as a person with melanin, as a black woman, the books, it's like, you're not a person. Like they're like, if you're a brunette, if you have fair skin, and I'm like, what if you're black? Because there's no information here. I know that like yellow looks good on my skin and like the more melanin you have, the more colors you can kind of wear. But I didn't know that. Yeah. Black people generally like look good in color because it's a nice contrast. But I don't fully know. Do I go for cool blues or warm blues? Do I go for things that have a more reddish undertone or yellow undertone? And I've heard that. And I learned this from one of my podcast guests. Shout out to Brittany Luce. She said to figure out if you have warm or cool undertones it's the question of what jewelry looks better on me, silver or gold. Really? Yeah. So if, if silver looks better on you, that means you have cool undertones. And if gold looks better on you, you have warm undertones. But all gold's not the same, right? There's like no. rose gold. So it's like, it's, I, I'm still lost. I think that Nesfree. Oh, the Korean skincare yeah. brand? So yeah. they do like a color undertone. They have one of their like scanning machines. Oh, like in their stores? Yeah, so does Sephora. I don't think they're accurate. I'm in denial about my undertone. What, what do you think your undertone is? My undertone is someone who should have red hair. So everyone <laughs> I know who's a brunette yeah. can be a blonde. My mother is blonde. Mm-hmm. I cannot be a blonde. I'm I have very reddish blonde. undertones. I don't know what I can or can't do because I just don't. But you can do whatever you want. I know that's but- sort of my biggest motivating factor mm-hmm. now. True, that's so true. You can you can literally do whatever you want. What but, feels good. But here's the thing: isn't it empowering to know? Like people that really know their shit. Julianne Moore. I remember I read an interview oh with God. her, yeah. and she was saying, "Me as a redhead with freckles and this coloring, like I kill it in green. Like she knows if she wears emerald green, well, that's she looks true. amazing. I kill it in emerald green. Really? I really okay, am see, a redhead so at heart. Here's the thing: that's like a superpower, right? Like so, once you know what your colors are to like fully activate like your most beautiful self, that's an amazing knowledge base to have. Once you know it, you can stray from it. It's like Basquiat knows how to paint traditionally, and he strayed. But for me, what if I put in that much? thought and so much process into it I don't feel empowered Mm. and then it feels formulaic yes you'll know real when you get it it will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like a gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, 
Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This one's embarrassing to admit, considering I have a beauty podcast. But I'm very, <laughs> I'm very borderline on makeup brushes. Because here's the thing. I feel like I have like 40 makeup brushes, like 10 small ones, 10 fluffy ones, 10 big ones. Like, I don't, I kind of know. My knowledge is intermediate. It's not as advanced as it should be. I'm really good about washing them. I wash them like once a week. I have like a great makeup brush cleaner. I'll link to it in the show notes. But I'm still a little iffy. I, I said this on the, I did an IGTV video, like beauty blenders freak me out. I feel like they like hold them. bacteria. I, I broke out once. And I feel I, the same way. I connected it to the beauty blender. And then I saw a really gross viral video of someone who cut open their sponge and it had all this bacteria in it. It didn't have worms in it. It I just had like worms crawling out. So stop. how do you, how do you apply a foundation? What do you use? I, I'll either use my hand or I have a foundation. It's like a very stiff, like foundation brush, but I also don't wear foundation day to day. I stopped. That's a very new thing for me. I stopped wearing foundation every day. You don't need it for like daily wear. I get very I need concealer. I just need my dark circles are just. Me too. We're the same on that. But the thing is like this facialist that I just had, she was like, oh, your dark circles. And I was like, I've had these since I was six years old. Me too. Just chill. Right. There's nothing you can do. There's one thing that I still don't know what to do about. What? It's a deep, dark secret. (laughs) What is it? That I like to air out every once in a while. Yeah. I like to talk about it because I think it hits a lot of women. Yes. When your hormone levels fluctuate, mm-hmm. you only think about it during puberty when mm-hmm. you start to get different pimples and hair starts yeah. to grow. What's well, that, that like amazing Netflix show that's like the Big girl- Mouth, my Big favorite Mouth. show. Oh, Why me- didn't it come back? Everyone needs to watch it. It's an amazing animated series, but it basically just shows what it's like for like girls and boys to go and through boys. puberty. They alternate every episode. It's so good. It's emotional. It's hormonal. It's it's, it's so, so accurate. It's and so it's, good. it's uh, who is it from? It's uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah. And like your hormones are like a monster. Yes. <laughs> Which like they are. Personified. Personified. Literally the hormone monster yes. is okay. what they call one of them. Anyway, so my hormone monster that snuck up on me, I didn't know how much hormone levels fluctuated when you are getting closer to to like giving birth or your body, your hormone levels just change. Are my hormone levels changing? Yes. Okay. You're approaching 30. I didn't know your that. Your ovaries want it. Want what? They want the baby. Oh God. Do they? Yes. Okay. They're telling you that. Is that why I think babies are cute now? That's why you hear it. They're speaking to you <laughs> every day. So my hormones are speaking to me in not such a nice way. Okay. And I started growing hair on my chin but it's, it's not visible. It is. I if don't you look, see no, it. No, it is. Okay. Anyway, I'm very pale and I have dark, thick, black hair on my chin. <laughs> Which is not visible from where I'm se- seated, but continue. So they told me not to pluck it. I was like, then what do I do? And I can't wax it because my skin is so sensitive. Right. It's very few hairs, but they're very coarse. So <laughs> I'm the perfect candidate, they tell me, for laser hair removal. Okay. So I bought the package. Oh, you're getting laser hair removal on your face? It's going to hurt. I bought it. Did you do it? I haven't done it, no. It's going to hurt. Okay, so, but they don't. So this beard, this imaginary beard you have. Brooke, I'm going to ask you to come closer. Okay, I'm I'm, going to do it. Hold on. We're in the light. You see it? Yeah. So they're few and far between, but they're coarse enough that if I'm in the sun, you see them. Okay. If you pluck them, it create the follicle gets aggravated and it creates like a little tiny cyst around it. So then I'm going around trying to pop pimples that I think are on my chin, but they're not pimples. Yeah. They're the hair follicle. Right. So wait, what if you just bleached them so that they were like pale hairs? Some of them are white hairs that are not as coarse. That's great. But what do you do? They're they're becoming whiskers, some of them. (laughs) So I sometimes I stroke my beard at work. I feel it. Do you want to touch it? Touch it. Okay, Brooke, here's the thing. Touch it. Here's touch the it. thing. No, touch it. Okay, here's the thing. Because I'm hairless, I see the other side of the coin where like I have to do microblading to have eyebrows and like eyelashes. Like when people have bottom eyelashes, I'm like, I don't even know what that's like in life. So the fact that you have like thick, beautiful hair that I guess manifests itself on your chin 
it's very it's- satisfying plucking it out. So I haven't done the but package to pluck it. It's very rewarding, but you shouldn't do it. So I can't be in the sun when they're going to laser. Oh, so you have to do it in the winter? So I'm waiting a little bit. Doesn't laser hair remover really hurt? I don't know. I want a tattoo. Didn't you do your eyebrows? Yeah, it hurts so much. So whatever. It's beauty. Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah. Pain, beauty is pain, whatever they say. Okay, this is a perfect segue into what I wanted to talk to you about around cosmetic surgery. So on the eve of our 30s, like... Are you gonna do Botox? Are you gonna do fillers? Are you gonna like? Are you gonna do all the stuff? I want it all. <laughs> Same, but, but like, what but I do want you? To... But do you? Because I yes. feel like you have a very classic yes. look. You're like the opposite of tacky, right? You have a very. I want to be tacky. Someone looks at you and they're like, "She went to Northwestern." You know what I mean? Like, you look like a smart girl. Thank you. I think it's beautiful to look tacky. I think it's. I think it's. It, I think it's seriously. No, no, I really love it. Like in my next that life, I want to be that. That wasn't even shade. It's just a fact. Like you look. Okay, but what's smart? What's possible for me when I was going to a cosmetic dermatologist mm-hmm. and I was like, fix my dark circles. No, like not everyone possible. at work thinks I'm sick all the time. <laughs> she was like, okay, I can give you filler. This is what's going to happen. It will last for eight to 12 weeks and, and you will bruises. be bruised <laughs> for 10 so of the pale. weeks because I have such sensitive skin. She was like, so I can't give it to you in good conscience. So that's not an option. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I feel like I've this, this one experience getting filler. I've just like talked about so many times I need to do it again, but I did filler under my eyes. I was very happy. No one saw a difference. Like, I think I sent you pictures and you were like, what? There's no difference. But if it makes you, I think if it makes you feel different, then you feel more confident. And of course, I think I just need to get more next time. I, yeah, I go hard, but it doesn't get rid of the darkness. It just fills out the hollows. You can also do that by drinking a lot and getting dehydrated. And then you're very puffy. Okay. Yeah. After I cry is really when my eyes are at their peak. Oh, that's when we are the most beautiful. Do you think that's a sick trick of God? Women crying. Now you're beautiful. I know. Like if you look in the mirror after you've cried, like oh, your eyes are luminescent. Like so stunning. All the like a Snapchat filter. What is it? It's like natural fillers, and like it is. your lips Everything are like cu- fuller. Probably because if you're crying, something is wrong, and then someone will take care of you. It's like, why are babies so adorable so that the People mother animal will take care of them? Is that why? Yeah. Oh, you're smart. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. So you want everything. Okay. Would you get plastic surgery on your body? Yes. Like you'd get breast implants? I would reshape my breasts. Like get them lifted? I, yes. I want to have them lifted. I want, yes, I want a lot of work, but now <laughs> that I want I never knew babies, this about you. Or I talk about it almost daily. That you want breast implants? I don't want implants. I want a lift and like a reduction almost. What cup size are you? On a good day, a C. On a bad day, a D. When I taught Soul Cycle, a B. So I've been through it. I always had yeah. larger breasts. I've been in breasts, A forever. But when I taught Soul Cycle, the weight went away from there. Really? And everything. So I, I, I had a moment of let's go shopping nonstop. I have a different body type. I can wear slip dresses now, which is not true. So, okay, you'd get your breasts lifted. Would you get like Again, liposuction? No, I get them lifted. But what's the point of doing that pre-children? Because nursing drags it down. <laughs> sure. Would you get anything done to your butt? No. Would you get anything done to your legs? You have twigs for legs now. And then for your face, you would do Botox. Would you ever do lip fillers? You have full lips. I want lip filler. <laughs> Don't do it. If I lived in LA, I would do it. Like me and my other... Your other LA life. Yes. I I love the way that looks. Do you have I a fake love... tan in this life too? Oh, yes. I see. But <laughs> and it's very confusing because I look in the mirror and I see, I want to see that person. It's and just it's not so me. It's not you. It's just so not who you are. But I can convince myself of it. But you look like you... Do you know what I mean when I say you look smart? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when people look smart? I look nerdy. I look boring. No, it's not like nerdy. Okay. I don't know if she is smart, but Kiara Knightley looks smart I in like a way. That. I'll take that. Do you know what I mean? But she also looks great in a silk slip dress because she has no tits. Yes. Okay. So this is what I wanted to talk to you about. You have gone from being a literal soul cycle instructor, burning, I don't know, a bajillion calories every single day, teaching classes back to back. Like you would wake up at five o'clock in the morning and like teach soul cycle all day don't know how you did it. And then now you don't do anything. <laughs> and I want to know. Correct. Now I am lethargic. Now you don't do anything. <laughs> and sometimes when I haven't been to the gym in like a week, I feel guilty because I'm like, all of my internal organs are failing and my muscles are depleting. And I feel like there's this dramatic change in like my 
physiology. And you have gone from being a workout instructor at one of the most intense elite workout courses in the world to sitting on my couch right. and loving my life. And so I'd love to know what differences you've observed in your mood, in your body, in your endurance, in how you walk up the stairs and how you wake up and yeah, how you it's sleep. wild. Those are all great points, Rook, because uh, it affects every dimension so differently. Yeah. Uh, sleep pattern is completely different, but that's a testament to anyone can change their state of mind with dedication. I wasn't okay. an athlete before I started Soul Cycle. It was just dedication of doing that. Okay. I'm going to challenge you on that because I think internally, whether you wanted to acknowledge it or not, you were an athlete because I, no, no, Rachel, no, you were shaking your head. No, I could be, not become a Soul Cycle instructor. Because, no, because period. the regiment is different. I was maybe you're, you're thinking because I could all of a sudden run five miles. The regiment, the structure of every day, this is what you have to do. And so there's do you no back. Anyone out. could become a soul cycle instructor? Absolutely not. I do. No, you're wrong because people audition every single day and get turned away. Yeah, if they got in, the, like you, you could force your body to do anything. It's mm. a mindset. Mm. Okay, we'll agree to disagree. One, how different is your skin? And how different was your body working at? Because to me, and this is not meant to be offensive, but to me, you looked the same. You were in great shape. Like I saw you like in a little tank top and leggings, like in the front of the class. Yeah, and I was it felt like, good. It felt I was like, so that's good. my friend. Yeah. That's my friend. Uh, yeah, that's how I felt. I'm not paying for class. I was like, that's my booty. Yeah. I'm no. like, Rachel G. Yeah, I'm in her four o'clock. Yeah, she, she covered my class. Um, I'll the take skin, a bite. The skin point is very real. Right, because you so, sweat all the yeah, time. So sweating three times a day, and I wasn't doing a real daily skincare regimen. Just letting my skin breathe on its own because I did learn within my first two weeks, do not work out with makeup on. I feel like some instructors do, though. I think they do, but yeah. just don't. Yeah. Like you're clogging, like yeah, it's straight gross. up, you are pl clogging your pores it's with gross. no, like it's, it's terrible. Yeah. And I went through a phase when I was wearing waterproof mascara. Gross. My eyes were burning. You're there to work out. Like, fine. <laughs> Sweating was the best thing for my skin that's ever happened. Yeah. My skin looked radiant. Yeah. Any face mask that I do that's vitamin C, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. skin yeah, brightening, not the same. Even now, if I occasionally work out once every four months and you have a really <laughs> good deep sweat and I, I think it has to be the same if you go in a steam room or I don't know with me my blood vessels yeah like start to pop and like because I was a child ballet dancer and I was very very self-conscious about that I was eight years old a very intense ballet program and I had to leave my class and cry in the bathroom because my face would turn bright red Aww. and it's not a matter of overexerting yourself physically yeah. it's how your skin you know Aww. it's, it's I'm just something imagining else. like an eight-year-old and my Rachel skin and my really skin did change from the time that I started teaching soul cycle I would turn bright red and feel very self-conscious in front of a room of 60 people and then after doing it daily you know 17 times a week it adapted to that and it, it my skin wasn't dry and it was glowing. Sweating Amazing. was really the best thing. All really? I would do was moisturize after with the most basic, what is it, like first aid. They're, that, they're that the brand. clean and clear uh, uh, face wash they have in every SoulCycle bathroom? No, now they use a Lalaba oh. and there's no face moisturizer. But I was using first aid. You know the one that looks like first aid? Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. very basic moisturizer. I didn't do anything. No toner. It was no just nighttime. Sweat. The sweat. And really. what about your body? You know, I have a, th you probably can't say anything, but I have a theory about soul cycle that it doesn't change your body. I think like you sweat and you burn calories and it's good for your heart and it's good cardio. But like, did you feel like your body fundamentally changed? You have to commit yourself to whatever workout you are doing mm -hmm. to see change. Mm, so yeah. when I you are I'm doing something yeah. in excess, which yeah. is also not healthy, you should always be cross training, whether yeah. it's yoga or strength building mm -hmm. with some cardio. Mm -hmm. But my body changed drastically i had no boobs yeah, for the first time smaller. It was how did nice. it feel you like that the clothing i could wear all the Ugh, clothing I, but never but understand. but it's you're right it's a, no one would notice now a severe right. change it's yeah, only in same. my head and even mm. my mom says oh, do your jeans still fit you they still everything fits right yes 
If you can wear the exact same size and look pretty much identical, killing yourself, working out, how many hours a day did you work out? Three. Three hours a day sweating, doing cardio versus doing nothing. If you can be the same, why? Because you need a balance of state of mind. Because what I'm doing now is not okay. It actually, the first year after I stopped being a fitness professional in New York City, it was actually like seven to nine months, my body hit a homeostasis and I did not gain weight. It must have been in such a period of shock. Yeah. And I was like, like, this is is awesome. Yeah. And then it was was a year and a half into it when I had to stop eating everything I wanted. Cheeseburgers, chicken fingers, french fries, chocolate, Hershey bars, not even like good chocolate. (laughs) Then I started to feel a difference. But yet for someone saying, oh, I exercise 17 hours a week plus cross training versus I maybe work out once every two weeks, it's not that big of a change physically. Mentally, it's necessary. Huh. So interesting. What do you think is more important? Because I know you, you for a long time taught classes at like five o'clock in the morning. What do you think is more important, sleep or working out? Sleep. Yeah? Because I, I was, was really tired this morning and I went to go work out, but I was like, I should have been at sleeping. At what time? I mean, 8.30. <laughs> That's still difficult for me right now thinking about Working out at 8.30 and going to work is a nightmare. Whereas Mm -hmm. I was trying to motivate a group of people at 6 a.m. Showing up for your workout that you paid for at 6 a.m. with your personal trainer or a group class is different than sitting there and trying to get through it. Whereas you're like, oh, I have to lead these people and be encouraging and awake. Now I can't imagine that. But I thought I was doing harm to my body, waking myself up in the middle of my sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to have a heart attack one day. Oh, my God. Because you're in the middle of sleeping. (laughs) And then you're like on the bike. Intense, like from zero to 100 real quick. Does the like weird like guru like obsession people feel towards soul cycle now that you're out of it? Does it feel like ridiculous now? No, not at all. Oh, okay. I think it serves a purpose for everyone. You're still sipping the Kool-Aid. Like I'm trying to still wake up to work out at 8 a.m. would be nice. I liked getting up earlier. I felt healthier. Makes you feel like Yes, like you feel like an accomplished person when you're up early. I don't feel accomplished. I feel energetic. Until you're tired in the afternoon because... Well, you can be tired at 6 p.m. I don't think it's healthy for someone unless your normal sleep cycle is to get up at 5 a.m. Don't work out at 6 a.m. Yeah. Let's talk about the beauty products you're obsessed with. I've always been obsessed since day one. My favorite mascara is... Uh, Wait, um, can, I, can I guess? Did you have it when we lived in Venice? Yes, and can you tell the people who can't see me that my eyelashes are, are longer than anyone's you with have extensions? The longest, you have the longest and fullest, most beautiful eyelashes ever. And under my eye, which yeah, is a you struggle. Have, you have under eyelashes Because if too. I put those on, they are down to my eye bone is that a thing <laughs> yeah you have, you have amazing lashes They're very very is long. it i think i'm gonna guess this wrong is it like the maybelline like full and soft Correct. yay same from Dwayne reed yes they used to sell out of it yeah some of them stopped stocking on it but some of them will give you two and you get one 50 off if they stop making it i'm dead i tried full and i tried the better than sex oh from benefit is that no, no from two faced yeah clumped up made my eyelashes look smaller like no yeah i also have a drugstore brand mascara i do telescopic from lancome i believe okay i've tried ysl mascara i've tried benefit i've tried all the fancy mascaras none of them don't like them but now they're now the newest trend is the mascara that has fibers yeah and it's a clumpy no way that can it's a hot clumpy mess have you tried them it's a mess Okay, what other beauty products do you love? The other beauty product that I really like, I don't like washing my hair every day. And that's from teaching so much Soul Cycle. I was drying my hair out. So I got to know every dry shampoo and leave-in conditioner very yes. well. Yes, this is a very popular comment amongst my Caucasian guests, this dry shampoo phenomenon. So I'm very curious to so learn about So I used to pour this. baby powder in my hair. And then we get on my face and it looked very strange and I have to wipe it in. Baby powder works incredibly. It gives you great volume. But now there are products that smell better. Okay. Dry bar. 
I hate everything oh, that they else, make. Someone else has told me. I hate me, everything that they make. Someone else told me their dry shampoo yeah, is like the business. Yeah, their dry shampoo, it's in an aerosol spray bottle yeah. that you cannot take on a plane. Gives you great volume, leaves residue in your hair as though you have severe dandruff. <laughs> Remember when we spent like four hours trying to make your hair curly? I could never with forget. so much gel when we were like 16. That Brooke was tragic. Put handfuls of handful of gel in my hair, tried to crimp it, held it in her hands for an hour, and it just fell <laughs> straight. Your hair is dead straight. But a lot of people spend so much money on like straighteners and everything to get it straight. So you should just embrace what you got. Okay, okay. so dry shampoo okay. from dry, dry bar. Sh- dry, dry, dry bar, but then you have to wash that one out because of the dandruff. Okay. <laughs> so other than dry bar, which will give you dandruff, my latest favorite products are from Way. I had a sample from Way them. Way spelled O-U-A-I, not yes. intuitive. They smell incredible. Okay. So I started using it because I wanted to use it as perfume mm-hmm. and all of their hair products. They have a oil that I put in my dead ends of my hair because mm-hmm. I really don't like getting haircuts and yep. their scent is so incredible and their wave spray, but also their volumizing spray. Mm. I love scents. As okay, I said. so here's the thing. This is what you should do. This is like a big thing that I did to connect the dots. Research what base, like what the scents are in that hairspray. And then you just try to look for those same. But notes. I don't want to be that basic. Because the real, my yeah. trend fad product that I love, I won't allow myself to buy it. I keep getting a sample from <laughs> Sephora. I yes. love the Moroccan oil, oh, yeah. body oil. Oh, God. So the Rachel. scent. Rachel. I'm, that, a, I'm from a mall. That's so basic. Exactly. I can't even. I know. So I won't buy it. So I smell. So, but if you wear that, you can't wear a perfume. Yeah, because it's like but grossly it scent. looks so good. Okay. It looks I'm going to give amazing. you some of my body oil. I'm okay. really sad Make, that you use some. Moroccan oil. Wow. I, I see you differently. And I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Tell me the beauty trends you hate and you're sick of seeing and you just want every girl you see to stop. I think going for the overly dewy look, <laughs> if look not like done sweaty. by a professional, yeah. just looks sweaty yeah. in concept. Like, I love it. I yeah. wish I could do that in the morning. Yeah. If you're very in hard to pull off it's very without hard. a professional it's doing your makeup. That's an amazing one. I'll let you just say that one and you don't even have to name others because Thank that you. is an amazing thing that people try to DIY and they just look kind of like they just have like a light shimmer of like Pam grease it's on their face. It's funny because I would always go for a matte look. Yeah, that's, I don't not, like... that's, not, that's not popular anymore. No one does matte. But I always say I always look the same. That's just what yeah. I, who I am. But you, you're not overly matte. Like people took the matte thing too far. And oh. now I feel like they're taking the No, but the I'm glossy. not trying the dewy thing. The dewy thing, you can't pull that off on your own. The dewy, you can pull off like on your cheekbone. Like to get, if you are wearing, unless you have perfect skin with perfect complexion, yeah. with no impurities to the, and if you can add the nice glossy blush yeah. that's like made out of like the foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you win. Yeah. And then you're... But some girls like put Vaseline on their eyelids and look really cool. But they're usually models. They're only models. I know. Okay, this brings me to like my last point that I really wanted to talk to you about. Growing up in New York City. We saw models all the time. But I feel like also as teenagers, we were weirdly confident and like (laughs) we would like whip our hair in front of like six foot models and be like, um, our names are at the door. And just like we thought we were everything. I'll never forget that... There's one moment with you, and we were so moment. so confident. Oh God, and we how said old were out we? loud, "I'm scared." We were 16. I'm scared. Our name was at the door, and the models were there. And we said, <laughs> "What are we gonna do when we're those girls and we're 25?" Oh my God, we said that. Saying, we said that to each other. I believe that we were like, "Won't it be sad when our lives are over and we're 25 and we're so old?" But here's the thing. And this is, again, just reverting to, like, I never want to be that again. Yeah, wait, no. I never no, want to be that. Wait, this is what I was about to say. I was about to say, but at 25, we weren't going to clubs. It's just Absolutely a fact. Absolutely like we, we, growing up in New York City is many things, but I feel like one of the best things, and some people may think it's a negative, I, to this day, I think it's a positive, going out, going to clubs, bottle service, table service, like, seeing celebrities, whatever, like, 
by the time you're 21, it's 19. Not, yeah. You got it out of your system yeah. and you don't even it's, have to frame it in, in, as in being in New York City. The exposure to drinking. Yeah. I know both of us went to college and yeah. we're like, I, I don't like, want to have beer. I don't want a keg and I don't want jungle juice and I want to study. <laughs> I already juice. did this. So jungle maybe you don't juice. know. I had jungle juice. No, I know exactly what jungle, know what jungle juice is. You know what I mean? It was just yeah. like, it's already done. Yeah. And it wasn't about even the atmosphere. It's yeah. because when something's novel and different and new, you're going to yeah. indulge in yeah. it. Well, we're lucky we survived. This is the thing that I think is so interesting about sex in the city and watching it with modern eyes. Those women, how old is Sarah Jessica Parker? How old are, they're all in their, what, late 30s? When they were on the show? Yeah. I don't know, but I just watched an episode of Friends and it was Rachel's birthday party and she was turning 30. I had no perspective on how old she was. Doesn't it make it seem like they're, like, I don't want to say sad, but like, what they're doing just sex isn't, in the city i don't think i don't know how they i think they're supposed to be much younger than mid 30s but what the more modern relevant yeah. <laughs> timely show real housewives yeah none of them are married and they're the well, real they're housewives of they're new all divorced. york have i think there were some that were never married oh they're all divorced i feel like they've all been divorced wait which who's your favorite real housewife of new york bethany you are bethany i'm not you kind of are i like to cry Okay. Like to explain my feelings. Bethany doesn't cry. Does she? I think she does cry. She's crying a lot. So you are Bethany. I like to cry. Who's your favorite? This season? Or just overall of all time? Sonia. Same. Is crushing. I love Sonia. I also, this is a very controversial one, but I also kind of live for Luann. They all have their moments. They all have their moments. And I feel like Luann knows how to throw shade. Okay. So we talked about being 29. If I am that age and dealing with drama that is so ridiculous, the, the pettiness at that age is like unthinkable well, to me. I think that's the difference between watching Sex and the City as young, I don't even want to say adults, as teenagers in New York who were yeah. going out. Those were narratives that they were following. We yeah. don't know how old they were. We see them as being very empty characters. And yeah. my friend wrote a thesis about how those characters did not empower women. Maybe in the last moment they did. There's nothing about that. Real Housewives. It's a reality show. But when they come into their own, it's a it, they are finding a balance that I am watching it actually and enjoying hmm. for an inspirational reason of, okay, maybe I don't respect all of them and I don't want to be them. But when they find this moment of, I know who I am and I know how to be a good friend yeah. and I know what I want mm-hmm. and I'm not judging myself or the people around me, mm-hmm. like it's actually empowering in a way that sex in the city that script never found Mm. because it was about the environment they were in whereas real housewives they're living with each other and like whether they're friends or not right now when sonia has those moments of i'm single and i'm drunk and i drink too much and this is who i am (laughs) but she's still adorable yes that's actually really deep it's very sweet but i can't watch it to go to bed i get too riled up oh really i can't watch it yeah it's like good background content any final thoughts about aging? Is 29 young or old? I'm still on the fence. Very young. Is it? Step what? outside of yourself. How do you feel? Look at the world around you. I feel old. <laughs> like if I step outside of myself, like I feel old. Like You don't go to One Oak? You know this. Like my husband's like, let's go to this Brooklyn warehouse party. And I'm like, let's not. You go. Let me know how it is. I think that makes me feel even younger. That you want to stay inside all day? Yeah. And because like, I told you the sleep is the most. Okay. I don't identify with the youth culture. Like, I don't want to go to a music festival. Oh, I don't either. I've never been. I don't want to party all night. I still feel young, though. I don't want to get my tongue pierced. Those are trends. Those are trends. I want to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, feel beautiful, grow my career, have yeah, a family, we're old. feel we're old. like that's these not are those are people those are nice goals. These, I don't feel like those are twenty nine. No, I don't Rachel. agree with you. Okay, you're still hot as fuck. Yes, just because you don't want to engage in Gen Z, I don't want to go to Coachella. I don't want to flower. But do you know how many twenty nine year olds go to Coachella and have the best time of their lives? And what are they doing day to day? I don't know. Like, I know 29-year-olds who love it. I think it's a value proposition over an age question. What matters to you? And that can be defined by age at any time. Back to Real Housewives. 
those women can define themselves by value propositions they versus feel feeling young. They feel Ramona they feel- looks better than she's ever looked in her I life. Feel- she feels younger than us. Yes. So I it depends what that. you're contrasting your age versus what you think you're supposed to value. Fair enough. I would still say that I feel far older than 29. My emotional and spiritual age, I think, is much closer to 40. Then you should reframe it. And just like reinvent what youth is. No, you should reframe that you look beautiful, you are vivacious, you are ambitious, and your think- priorities, that doesn't make you skew towards being 40. What what population? Yeah. Are I guess you gonna I guess ask? it shows like that I have like a low opinion of young people. It's like more a reflection totally. of what I think about young people. You think young people have to go to Coachella? Yeah, and I should yeah I should reprogram. And we should go to that. One Oak once again. Yeah, shout out to One Oak. Never forgot about you. <laughs> I'm still here across the street. Yes, and if you ever want to hear Rachel's episode, it's called Soul Cycle on One Oak. People still listen to it like to this Love day. You, One Oak. I I search the analytics like every week. People are listening to that. So tell me. Before we finish, when do you feel most beautiful? When I'm fucking. Really? Yes. I've heard the answer, the answer before. It's not that foreign of a concept, but I, I need you to explain a little bit more. It has to be. If you don't feel beautiful in your own skin, being vulnerable with someone else, you're not really fucking if you're not being <laughs> vulnerable. If you're putting on a show in that moment, mm. when you actually feel intimate and allowed to be yourself, that is the greatest expression of freedom, mm. vulnerability, and beauty. I don't see anything that would ever compare in my life. Wow. Okay, that's super deep. We have to end on that note. I have nothing else to add. One Oak, I love you. Drop (laughs) my bottles. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Please follow Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. You can follow me. I'm at Brooke DeVard on all platforms. Please subscribe to the show. Share when you're listening. You can use at Naked Beauty Planet, hashtag Naked Beauty Podcast. I really, really appreciate all of the love and support. And I'll be back next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.